0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's five questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. Well, today we're delighted to sit down with Tom Sullivan and Tom is the Vice President of Small Business Policy at the United States Chamber of Commerce and one of the most passionate advocates for small business that's out there. And and I like to say that each day and each day really and each uh, minute and hour Tom gets up and he's got his cape on for small business and fighting very, very hard for all of us each and every day. You know, Tom works with not only Chambers of Commerce, but uh, many, many small businesses nationwide to help shape federal policies that are so important to really to each and every one of us. And Then one other fun fact that you might not know about Tom, and Tom has served under President George W. Bush at the White House. and there we're what else would he be doing advocating for small business and so tom we're delighted to have you with us today and uh uh thank you for all that you do as i said each and every day for for our country and for small business
1: well bill thank you i do have the best job at in the chamber uh world i i'm able to work with you and your great members and i also get to get up every day and advocate for small business so uh, I consider myself blessed, it's great to be with you today
0: well, thank you and I know your time's uh, precious, and so it means a lot to us that, that you would take time to to sit down and our listeners will enjoy what uh what comes from this as we get started. you know we're thinking about supply chain issues and that are affecting small businesses. We know that uh sitting off the coast of the of uh, the ports at long beach or l a that uh, there are many many cargo ships there and and we're having to deal with that. And last night when I was doing some reading, I also noticed that even uh, it's affecting schools and the school lunch program. So talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing, hearing on the supply chain front as it relates to small businesses.
1: Well, Bill, I think more and more of Americans are realizing the supply chain challenges that, that we're having. And that largely has to do with our approaching one of the biggest buying seasons of the year. We're getting towards the holiday season and Christmas. And so much like when you're unpacking your Christmas lights every year, and there are all these tangles and knots, it's actually analogous to the supply chain situation that we're seeing globally. And I think there's some naivete to fixing a port situation for what's going on in Los Angeles is all of a sudden fixing a lot of the supply chain. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. And again, using that analogy of unpacking the Christmas lights, I I wish it were as simple as just untangling one knot and then everything goes smoothly and all the lights go on perfectly. But we know from experience that that's just not the case. So we've got disruptions starting at the production sites, overseas. COVID is a global pandemic. And unfortunately, that affects uh, the manufacturers that really contribute to a global supply chain getting space on the boats from overseas to the United States again a, another knot in the broad supply chain once they get here as you had noted there are there's a tremendous backlog uh, at the ports and, and in this one knot there actually is some exciting developments the US Chamber of Commerce has been working with the White House and other leaders to try to loosen the knot specific to the shippers and the containment coming into the ports. Once it gets to the ports, we have another knot, and that is space to offload. Once it's offloaded, there's even another knot of getting the truck. And then, as you know, Bill, the shortage of truck drivers is not necessarily a new thing, but it's been exasperated in the work worker shortages that are affecting large and small businesses. So actually getting the driver to drive the truck from the West Coast anywhere in the United States is another bottleneck. So the good news is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce along with you and thousands of your peers in the Chamber community are pushing in a direction to loosen every single knot. The bad news is that it takes time. And so what we're seeing in the small business space is that more and more of the sellers are informing their customers, don't wait till small business Saturday to get your orders in. And and they're not saying it just to generate sales, They're they're saying it to get expectations in the mind of American consumers. It's just gonna take longer to buy things and get things delivered. So what we've seen from a long time, as far as uh, supplies in the manufacturing and services sector, now we're seeing an awakening by consumers that this is extending into the Christmas season for the purchase of, uh, of toys for young kids and other things that we like to purchase and give to our loved ones. Tom,
0: you mentioned Small Business Saturday, and with the holidays rapidly approaching, and if you're like me, it's, it's hard to believe that uh, they're almost here. But yeah. why? talk to us a little bit about why it's so important, and even maybe now more than ever, to support your local small businesses. And the chamber, U.S. Chamber does such a great job of, of pushing that Small Business Saturday, as well as supporting uh, year-round small businesses.
1: Well, Bill, you know, that's actually the other side of the coin of the tremendous hurt and pain that has been felt on Main Street uh, all across America, not only in the Hilton Hilton Head Island community, but really in every Main Street community across the country. The other side of that pain and distress that's been caused has been the remarkable uh, outreach and, and consumers patronizing small businesses. I mean, there's takeout Tuesday. uh, And and quite frankly, almost every Saturday has become a small business Saturday, not just because people need food and and, uh, coffees and, and things like that, but actually an outpouring of the purchase power in order to help these small businesses survive. So leading up to small business saturday i think we're there's an even greater awareness of the importance of patronizing your local businesses now data that we see from our partners at american express say that every for every dollar spent at a local business actually 67 cents of that dollar stays in the local community i think 44 cents goes specifically to wages at the business and then Uh, toward the business owner to reinvest in that business growth. And then the rest of the money is spent from that business with other businesses in the community. And so we see the data show that there is a value in, in shopping local and shopping small. But I think it's more than that, Bill. I think it's a heart and emotional reaction to people's understanding that small business really, really needs help. And so we're optimistic that this Small Business Saturday will be another record breaker. Very few people know this, but last year in the middle of the pandemic, um, they actually had $200 million increased sales from the previous year. So it, 2020 was already a record, and we're looking at 2021 being breaking that record.
0: Tom, the, the great resignation is taking place right now and as that's happening talk to us a little bit about workers maybe leaving their jobs and becoming entrepreneurs are you are you seeing that
1: Uh, we are so bill thank you for mentioning about kind of a resurgence in uh, entrepreneurial activity it's really pretty remarkable so census has been uh, copying or uh, publishing data combined with irs data for close to 40 years And what we've seen in the last year is a higher uh, propensity for entrepreneurship than ever before. And I, I think critical to the data though, Bill, is the fact that these new business starts are what are called likely employers. And so, With that entrepreneurial surge, we're actually seeing the potential for job growth. Now that is, of course, if they can find workers, which is a significant headwind that small businesses are facing. But still, the data is really encouraging. And I I, I wanna compare this to the last recession. So 2008 to 2009, it took small business 10 years to actually get back on an upward trajectory of creating job creating businesses we're already there within 10 months of the pandemic we saw this entrepreneurial upsurge first it started with uh, logistics and delivery because you know uber eats and amazon can only deliver so many packages so in comes small business to kind of solve that challenge then we saw uh, we saw that growth morphing into online retail and it's not replacing brick and mortar it's the realization that unless you have both unless you have an online sales channel you're really not maximizing your sales opportunity. so we've seen that growth too primarily through uh, shopify and other sales sites so the data are very very encouraging for entrepreneurial growth and you know sometimes we get bogged down in uh, technical language of professors and economics. It's really, Bill, it's it's actually really simple. Uh, Entrepreneurs, as you know, from your membership in Hilton Head Island, they solve problems. That's what entrepreneurs do. And they actually make money solving people's problems. Well, at least in the short history that I've been on on this great earth, I've never seen a time where we've actually had more problems than right now. And so it just stands to reason, the more problems, the more likely entrepreneurs are gonna jump in and solve those problems. And so that's a much more simple explanation of the entrepreneurial growth that we're seeing in the last year, year and a half.
0: Thank you for clarifying that. And today we're we're fortunate to be sitting down with Tom Sullivan with the US Chamber of Commerce and. Uh, Tom's a, a graduate of Boston College I'll throw that in as we we continue to uh, get through as well as Suffolk University or the School of Law there and Tom I noticed that uh, Boston College about four and two right now in, in the football uh, season so you've got to be fairly pleased with that
1: we are we're struggling a little bit uh, with, with some of our South Carolina rivals but that's okay we seem to be hanging in there all right and uh, Red Sox seem to be on an up too. and if anyone doubts why the wild card is called wild, I think this year certainly has proved positive of that fact. So I'm optimistic in any number of different sport, sports from a New England perspective.
0: Well, that's good. And the uh, the Red Sox are on a, on a roll right now, certainly putting some runs up on the board for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about what your advice would be, Tom, to small businesses right now. Uh, small businesses for employees are having to compete with larger companies who might be offering college tuition. Or I even heard recently, some companies are providing pet insurances, as as well as a number of other things. So talk to our small business owners about recruiting employees and and kind of what you see that they need to have to to be competitive in the job market.
1: Well, Bill, thank you. Um, And and I'll just parrot back what I've heard from wonderful small businesses across the country. I think one, one consistent thread of advice that I've heard from small businesses I get to work with is to really focus on what you do best. Now it sounds it's really, it, that sounds like such a simple statement, but if you really think about it, and especially think about the worker shortage that we're facing, I think there's a strong argument that small businesses actually have an advantage because small businesses are such community leaders. They're trying to hire folks from within that community. They're already a trusted commodity. And you know, uh, in in your leadership at the Chamber of Commerce, if, if a small business is a member of a Chamber of Commerce, that trust factor even goes up higher. And so the opportunity to bring in trusted workers, trusted team members actually is an advantage that small businesses can capitalize on, and we're seeing that. I mean, my friend who runs a, a restaurant uh, right now and, and is really challenged with finding workers, instead of taking their drink and appetizer order, he comes over, he, he talks with families and says, hey, you know, if if anyone in your family wants a job here, you know, we're, we're hiring. And if any of your neighbors are interested in, in a job, we're hiring. And then he he reaches into his back pocket and he takes out a brochure talks about the advantages of working at this restaurant then and this is this is unique to the wonderful personality of small business owners he then turns to the mom and dad and says i just want you to know when your kid comes to work for me i'm going to take good care of him that's an advantage that small business owners have that unfortunately just because of the size of, of businesses you don't see CEOs and presidents of large corporations having. And I think the advice is take advantage of that community trust, take advantage of the trust that leads you to networking opportunities with chambers of commerce and capitalize on that to fill that need for workers.
0: Tom, the, the U.S. Chamber frequently surveys uh, business owners. And as we get ready to reach really the close to the end of 2021, what, what are you seeing that uh, businesses, the current economic sentiment that, uh, that they're, they're seeing right now?
1: Well, Bill, thank you for mentioning our quarterly survey that we do with our partners, MetLife. And I, I think the short version of an answer to your question is small businesses remain optimistic, but they're also pragmatic. And so our latest survey for the th- third quarter shows a pause we would actually seen slow and steady growth uh, for the last year and a half, and in the third quarter, there's a pause. That pause is primarily from worker shortages, which has been uh, in, which has been hurting small businesses' ability to recoup sales. Uh, it's from supply chain challenges, and it's from inflationary concerns. There is this tremendous concern about how, where is the price point that will allow for me to pay new employees a higher wage but then perhaps pass on some of that additional cost to customers without scaring them away that is a really a new anxiety facing many small small businesses right now so their optimism continues to go up but the, the pragmatism though is leveling is leveling those growth plans up so uh, it's lower leveling them out so what we see is that The difficulty in hiring employees is now baked in to an employer's planning for the next six months. They're realizing that it's very hard. And so therefore, when they're asked, they say, well, we're probably not gonna hire the five people that uh, we said we were gonna hire when you asked us the same question six months ago. Additionally, their growth plans have lowered. They realize they're not gonna be able to bring on too too much staff. They're worried about inflation. So they're looking at 2022, not as a boom year, but as a steady growth year. And so that I think has caused a third quarter uh, pause on the growth that has been happening for the last year and a half. So I think that's where we are right now.
0: Tom, I know that uh, speaking data that you spend your Saturday mornings uh, analyzing small business data uh, uh, each and every week. And for our listeners that would want to see that, tell them I know where to find it, but uh, why don't you share with, with where people can go on Mondays to to find that information?
1: Well, it's flattering, Bill, that you would even take the time, uh, especially on a weekend, to, to look at the latest data. But I know um, how closely you monitor that how the economy is doing in Hilton Head area. So it it doesn't necessarily surprise me. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Thomas Sullivan uh, with US Chamber of Commerce. And I make sure that it is available for all LinkedIn uh, viewers on Monday afternoon. I try to get it to our chamber friends first uh, on on Saturday, but then on Monday afternoon, I just try to get that out through LinkedIn. And really all it is is looking at different survey data, our data, uh, economic innovation groups data, National Federation of Independent Business data, Census Bureau data, and really just try to summarize it in a way that allows policy leaders like you, Bill, to get at least their arms around what's going on in the small business community nationally.
0: Tom, before we go to our last question, I, I wanted to take a minute as I was doing some research to to read uh, a couple of quotes about you that I, I think is absolutely right on target. And it, uh it says uh you you handle multifaceted projects with ease, gusto, and enthusiasm and um oh, thank you I certainly see that and have enjoyed our friendship and and business relationship that we've had and then an all another one also says a unique combination of experience, intelligence, and common sense and uh, uh I think that's something that that any business can win with, and obviously the u s Chamber of Commerce is winning. Daily, and uh, part of that is is the contributions that you're able to make there.
1: Well, thank you, Bill. And you know, we really couldn't do it without the strong partnership that we have with the Hilton Head Chamber. I mean, whether it's pushing for the passage of infrastructure modernization or aggressively opposing a three and a half trillion dollar spendorama bill that will put inflationary uh, pressures as far as the eye can see, we rely on you and and other chamber leaders to make the case before Congress and our elected leaders. So thank you for the compliments and also thank you for your partnership.
0: Tom, I know that the uh, U.S. Chamber has worked tirelessly on the uh, infrastructure bill. And if you would, as we get ready to close here, uh, just talk to us a little bit about how that infrastructure bill and the importance of it and how it
1: will affect small businesses. Well, Bill, thank you. I, I mean, I, I think part of it is pretty obvious. Uh, you know, the roads and bridges Every pothole, every traffic jam, every uh, out of date part of our nation's commerce costs small business time. It just takes more time and I hear it over and over and over again, time is money. And so the cost of not doing infrastructure modernization is really Uh, another wind at the face of small businesses across the country. So that's why we're pushing for infrastructure modernization that has already received bipartisan support in the United States Senate. And uh, we're now approaching the third promise uh, that it be voted on in the House of Representatives. So uh, that plus there is a unique advocacy insistence by small businesses of modernizing broadband connectivity. When we asked small businesses uh, a few years ago about their views on infrastructure, we expected to receive the advice on the need to improve roads, the need to improve airports, the need to improve bridges, but was a little bit of a surprise that they also were passionate about improving access to broadband. 78% 78% of small businesses want greater access to broadband. And that bipartisan infrastructure legislation contains those valuable um, improvements to, to broadband. And so we're optimistic, although uh, a little disappointed that the Speaker of the House has not kept her promise twice, maybe three times a charm, we'll hope so.
0: We can only hope, that's right. Today, we've had the pleasure again of sitting down with Tom Sullivan, Sullivan, the Vice President of Small Business Policy at the United States Chamber of Commerce. And Tom, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to uh, talking with you again soon.
1: Thank you, Bill. I can't wait to see you in person. It, it's a great partnership that we have. And uh, I hope you continue to do well down at Hilton Head Island area. Thank you.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon, just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast. Take a moment and give us a five-star review.
1: That stuff really matters and will help other people listen to the Chamber Channel.